It's a sensitive, delicate deal dragging brand new songs out of the sky, trading ideas, accepting some, storing others in the maybe later bag, moving on and along with hardly a plan. During the Zep years, I never imagined a full-scale album project without the other guys, and even less the idea of new writing partners. But then, since 1981, I've enjoyed many amazing, exciting musicians in the sharing, in the writing, in production and engineering. Men and women who encouraged and enlightened, introducing me to crazy curves I could never have imagined. For this podcast, I'm going to be picking out some songs from here and there along the way, mixing constant shifts in sound and intention from across this long old time. There's a story in all of them. I'm Robert Plant, and this is Digging Deep. Hello, you're listening to Digging Deep with Robert Plant and me, Matt Everett. As you may know, if you've listened to previous episodes on this podcast, each show is based around a conversation between me and Robert Plant about a song from his back catalogue. That's the basic version. Uh, but we touch on collaborations, the art of singing, our passion for music, lives led, loves had, histories made, the past, our future, and whatever strange characters and memories kind of go past our view while we chat. But really, it always returns to music. Now this is a very special episode and something we've been trying to make happen for quite a while. When we started the podcast in 1858 or however long it was, actually it was May 2019, uh, Robert and I covered tracks from Raising Sand, the album that Robert did with Alison Krauss in 2007. Now as we know that album was huge, sold a lot of copies, won a lot of awards, but more than any of those things, it featured some amazing performances uh, produced by T-Bone Burnett and featuring some incredible musicians. It brought Robert and Alison's voices together and their influences together perfectly. So as for the inevitable follow-up, well, it didn't happen. Which is kind of odd because the music industry loves nothing better than following a big hit with a new version of exactly the same hit. But in 2008, there was no new Robert Plant and Alison Krauss record. In 2009, there was no new Robert Plant and Alison Krauss record, nor in 2010 or 2011 or 2012 or 2013. You get the idea. Now, I liked this as as much as I really wanted to hear them sing and work together again. It kind of told you that they wouldn't do it unless things felt really right. They wouldn't do it just for the sake of it. It had to be special again. Then, in 2021, last year, as I'm recording this, we got Raise the Roof, a new record by Alison and Robert, and it opened with a song called Quattro, World Drifts In, originally by the band Calexico from their album Feast of Wire from 2003. So that's, I think, all the background you need for this episode. But yes, I mentioned this is a special episode, and about halfway through, you'll find out why. Working with Alison again, was it, I don't know, it's that thing, isn't it, the, the awful phrase, capture lightning in a bottle. Mm. There's there's that. But it does, there is some truth in, in that sometimes the thing that makes something great is the very thing that means you can't replicate it. Yeah. And 
Oh, that's right. That's exactly right. That's, that's all the way through. Yeah. Everything that you ever do with with somebody more than once. Yeah. Is you're looking at how it was before, and of course, in the case of say the space shifters or or Led Zeppelin or whatever it is, there, there was a lot of mileage, a lot of roads travelled um, to constantly morph. Yeah. And that's the thing about those other two projects is they did that because they were original songs. So we were moving through our own times, creating original music, which slightly reflected what else we'd picked up in between the previous uh, adventures and the next new lot. But in this case, with Addison, there's really um, it is really visiting other pieces of music. So it's if the music, if the substance of the original piece is exotic enough or fits the bill enough. It's challenging enough to bring it back in a different form. Then we're off and running. And I think um, that's a totally different criteria to the other way when you're creating it, writing it, nuancing it, producing it and doing it. In this case, with Raise the Roof and Raising Sand is the avenues of opportunity and expression are different. Mm. So I know that sounds like a load of fudge but the bottom line is it's really true because you've got there's the song do you like it so she and i would exchange ideas and we'd comment on what we thought bearing in mind that there's a lot of her music that she really lives on Mm. that i know nothing about at all and vice versa that's good right absolutely yeah. yeah but it means that you can sometimes hear something that somebody would suggest she might suggest or or T-Bone might have suggested that is in her wheelhouse, but doesn't do anything for me at all. You know, because that's it. I mean, that's the way it is. Um, so to find the right music and the resonance that appeals to both of us is incredibly important. And uh, or otherwise it doesn't exist, you know. So she'd sent me uh, tracks and I was with the Space Shifters and, you know, I'd sent her stuff and she was with her band. And we both ended up on the bill with a, one of Willie Nelson's touring setups, um, the Outlaw Tour. And uh, it was one of those nights where it was fantastic that it could work in, a, in a, an outdoor arena. There's about 12,000, 15,000 people, and there's, she's singing her stuff delicately. The space shifters go on and bring Bristol drum and bass and Tricky on board with Essence of Led Zeppelin, and then Willie Nelson comes on. And each of, of the three artists were given a really good springboard to, to be better than they could be. The audience was with each of those three different I- idioms, which are all totally different. I mean, that's just one night. It's not a festival, that's a gig. So that tells you something. In the middle of nowhere, everybody was getting everything. Um, I mean, that's a great 
tribute to actually being either on the money with your music or having an audience that's prepared for that. You know, so she'd sent me tracks like Can't Let Go, Lucinda Williams's great song. She recorded on Car Wheels on a Gravel Road album. And that was great. Sure enough, that, that's one of the ones that we put in the bin and said, let's do that. And then I'd always spend a lot of time listening to Calexico. I think um, they're, they're, they're sort of the scenery and the, what the, the pictures that they paint musically are, they're, well, they're from Tucson. I mean, they come from another place, you know, in every respect. That, that whole scene down there, it's funny because the very last gig we did with the Space Shifters was at the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival. And it was Halloween 2019. And um, they were on before us. Well, I mean, one of the great phenomena of the, um, the American world is that you can have an entire weekend with five, six stages with 60 artists and no admission fee. You just got to keep the windows closed on the way to the stage in the van because the contact high from the weed, the skunk, and everything else that's going on is like. <laughs> but you and you can get halfway through the set and order a tuna melt because it's just insane. But uh, they were playing and they're just so good. They, mm. It's just the moods that they create. So this track is. It's just I sent it to Alison and said, "This is a a more. This is a different way of." doing a duet and she was really she's taken by it and just got it because it's the opening song mm. on the record and like the a lot rests on the shoulders of an opening track yeah always it also says something you know it says something it has to say yeah this is not a ditty yes you know raise the roof isn't it's a sequel technically but it's not it's mm. not the brother or sister it's not the conventional brother or sister of the record that came before it at no. all, in a good way. Yeah. Did it take a couple of run-ups to get it right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that was a very quick yes. Yeah. If you have an opportunity to speak to her, let her ask, ask her how, what it's like trying to lasso me, harness me up to do the same thing twice. You know, it's a bit like too much at like. It's a bit like all the king's horses. Whoops, I've got to go now. Pshh. That'll do. I would say over to you, Alison. How's it been this time around for you? Tell me. Oh, it's been great. You know, I think the I think why it probably uh, has worked again is because we had the same attitude we had last time, which is, you know, <laughs> let's see what happens. And and so for the listener there, you are just pretty much shrugging and going, oh, yeah, you know, hey. see what happens. Yeah, and so uh, you know, nothing was contrived last time, and and we you know didn't this time. It was really you know you kind of it sounds uh, you know you're throwing good chips up in the air, but yeah. you are still seeing where they fall. <laughs> You know, it's not trying to, um, you know, have any kind of preconceived idea of what we would do. It's a very natural process the last time, as was this right. time with choosing the material and, you know, pretty quick unanimous votes. There weren't any um, discrepancies in opinions as far as what to do. 
it was, uh, you know, it was great. I mean, there wasn't last time either. It's a very peaceful process. Yeah. Did did it take a couple of run-ups to get this one done? Because Robert's not, I mean, you are like busy all the time. And from my experience of, of kind of doing this show with Robert, he's a man who tends to just, he's kind of off sometimes. And you're like, oh, are we? Oh, he's gone. He's in Morocco now. Fine. Um, did it take a while to kind of pin this one down and kind of make it happen again? Yeah, I, I, I believe in right timing of things too. Because, you know, with dealing with, you know, inspiration, you you can't force it. And it's anything that feels contrived is fake you know so like if it doesn't naturally fall I don't want to do it anyway so you know it's kind of like and many times you think oh well boy it should be would be fun to give that another go but um at the same time you wouldn't want to do it for that sake only when you hear something that is seems like it is a a natural fit and for me that uh, Calexico song uh, we had been sending material back and forth for years after the last one. And I think, um, you know, for me, when I heard that song, I thought, ah, oh, there we go. We're going in. You know, like oh, that was. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So it was it was hearing that one was kind of part of the ignition of like, that's the door. For me, yeah. Key. Like it felt like, right. oh, what's going to happen? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. This is going to happen. That song was just, I knew where I was when I, you know, because we were sending CDs back and forth. I'm not terribly savvy with anything and so <laughs> I had a CD and, and put it in the car and I think that was the second one on the on the list that he'd sent and that one I went oh wow here we go that sounded like us like but not before if that makes sense it sounded inspired and that was beautiful just what a great song I suppose that would work for anyone hearing that tune in a time time but it was I didn't expect you to do it and it's such a great it's a funny thing that isn't it because you want to you don't want to stray too far away from the heart of the song but copying is not the point you know it's that like walk between we want to capture what the songwriters intended but we want to bring ourselves to it even though you know it's a bit of a tightrope that you do very well it's got to be said well I suppose like if it if you have to juggle those ideas then it's really not a great fit Oh, okay. do, you, do you know what I mean? Like if uh, you know, oh, so, it's just got to feel. It's got to feel easy. Yeah, and that one really right. did kind of. It was just beautiful, and and what everybody played uh, in the band, you know, it it really comes to life in there. You know, you have the idea that you think something's going to work, and then you get in there, and and it just kind of fell out in there as well. Okay, so say for that song specifically, the session for that song, the recording session for that song. Say I was to come and kind of visit you in the studio. Uh, actually, first of all, what's a good time of day to visit you guys? If you're recording this album, are you like, look, come around at two, 
we'll have a cup of tea or like is it look come come out at eight because then we've opened the wine what what's what's the best time to come and visit you well in my opinion any time before four is a good time to come because usually four is is happy hour in there with certain folks so i prefer I'm before four. Anything after four, it's like a, it's a bit of a social event in there for, for some of the folks. So um, it depends if you want to come for happy hour or you want to come to watch the session. Okay, so I'm 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 telling you, I open the door. It's probably someone nice kind of reception saying hello. They open those big heavy doors to the studio, and hopefully I'm not interrupting too much describe the scene what do i see where is everybody what what are they doing give me an idea of being in that room with you what's it like uh well you know this time uh, we had a lot of the same characters boy it depends it's a it's a quick relatively quick process from going from listening to like the original of something to going in and usually jay uh the drummer is you know kind of sifting his mind, it seems like to me, you know, while he's listening. And they're all, all these guys, um, you know, have a, such a humility about the process and their own playing. You know, you have to have somewhat of a, uh, how do you say it? A, it's a huge confidence and no self-esteem to keep wanting to better and better and better yourself. You know what I mean? Someone's been alone in their room for a very long time before they ended up in a session. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, T-Bone will talk about things in um, a very an abstract way as to not to be too... Uh, he's a... How do you say this? A, a fascinating uh, leader in how he he is so sensitive to not wanting to step on anyone because he wants right. the most natural performance out of all the musicians, what they would naturally do. You know, when you watch him explain something, you know, as an example, uh, Norman Blake. When Norman Blake was in the studio with us on the last uh, session, I can't remember which tune it was, and he was talking to Norman. He was like, you know, this is this kind of tune, and we're going to do a such and such, and we're going to do this. He goes, but don't do it like you think it needs to be because it's this kind of song. You do it how you would, you know, just very much wants the most honest a representation of everybody and so when he talks about a tune that's uh, that's what he's doing it's very abstract and um he always stands around with his hands open you know you never see this kind of move or a point it's always <laughs> this very <laughs> gentle open hand with an arm that extends for about six meters uh to one side very tall uh <laughs> person so yeah he does that and then we go out and usually jay starts playing some kind of something and then people add in it's real natural process it's not uh nothing's heavy-handed like that how's how's your relationship with robert changed then like how because all friendships or like working relationships they kind of evolve they change this kind of things that happen it's just that's the nice thing about knowing people you know that's great um how's it changed tell me about about I mean, people ask you this, I must ask you this a lot because you've been talking about the record a lot, but how how's your relationship moved? Oh, I don't know. It was like just a very natural, happy friendship. It has it has been 
uh, back then and now was just kind of, it was fun. All of us going back in, it had been years since we'd all been in the same room. And when we were, we're like, wow, it just feels like no time had gone by. It was very sweet. And it's yeah. just a very nice, pleasant, um, pleasant doesn't sound as exciting <laughs> as... Um, <laughs> Dumbing with yeah, it's like, it's ooh, okay. it's like, yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, but it, it's a... <laughs> yeah, but it is very comfortable. It, it's a, a very nice... I, I, nice isn't a good word either. I should no, no, I, 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 know you look, yeah, that, that's, I know what you mean. You, you seem to make each other laugh a lot, which when you've been seeing you talking about this record, doing interviews and sort of video pieces, there's kind of... For such a record that's got such sort of beautiful depth and emotion to the performances, like you seem to have quite a bit of fun well, as well. Yeah, he can string together uh, a thread of adjectives that lasts about <laughs> seven or eight minutes, and mm-hmm. and I'm like, I I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't even. That happens. I'm yeah. like, well, you wake up in the middle of the adjectives. I'm like, I don't. What? <laughs> what is? What is this? For the sake of trains The soul is bent Feels a way of truth it's always a bit weird when you're like in the middle of a, a project launching to ask someone about the next thing they're doing, but that's kind of also like people want to know: is is you gonna do these dates together, which is pretty brilliant? You know, you're gonna do some live stuff. That's that's a different beast, isn't it? That's a different thing when it goes out onto the stage. You all know? yes, all new again, and um, and anything that we worked out while we were in the studio, as far as singing goes, is out, out the, the window. window. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> I get to put on my helmet again and um i just i just got to pay attention to where he's gonna go (laughs) but it always sounds great so you know it works it does work
That was Quattro World Drifts In by Robert Plant with Alison Krauss. And that episode featured Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. So thank you to both of them for getting involved. That is the opening song from their album, Raise the Roof. Uh, if you're listening to this episode in 2022, you can see Robert and Alison live in person on stage, performing extensively throughout the US, UK and Europe from June all the way through to September. So go to robertplant.com, click on tours and tickets and see all the dates for the shows and festivals and stuff like that. Uh, that's the end of this week's episode. Do hit subscribe to make sure you get the next one. And there are previous episodes uh, in the Digging Deep series to discover as well with some incredible songs, some of which you'll know because they're pretty famous, others of which you maybe won't know about, but I'm sure you'll like when you hear them. So those are available wherever you get your podcasts. That's what they say, isn't it? Uh, thank you very much for listening. I've been Matt Everett. See you soon. This has been a Cup and Nuzzle production. Alexa, play Quattro World Drifts In by Robert Plant and Alison Krauss.